Nothing gets you down more than one-star reviews. It's getting a little rough outside. You got yourself a one-star review, and it's kind of making you cry. Fresh goes better, <laughs> Mentos freshness. Fresh goes better with one stars and full of life. <laughs> Mentos, the one-star fresh maker. Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Disneyland, the happiest place on Earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on Earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. The happiest vacancy on Earth. Welcome to Bob Sids and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things the Disney company owns that we love. On this mini half-length episode, we're talking about what Disney looks like post-COVID, cucumber shenanigans, one-star reviews, and we even play a game or two. My name is Scott Storm, and with me is my brother on the mic, the Frodo Baggins to my Samwise Gamgee. It's absolute Aaron Robbins. What? What a wonderful intro. Yeah. Why would you come up with that? Why do we're why did halflings. You... Because oh, we're, okay. we're little hobbits. It's a hobbit-sized episode. It's so weird, though, because I've just been really... Uh, there's this YouTube channel that's uh, the like the Tolkien professor. Okay. And he answers just the deepest questions about Lord of the Rings. If you just want to take it way too far yeah. and overthink it... Which this who is doesn't? The, yeah, a, and this is Tolkien the channel fan. for you, and I've been really getting into it and started watching The Hobbit the other day. I'm so excited I was thinking about you. becoming a ring wraith. Like, not... I wasn't seriously considering it, but I was looking but into like, it. It seems like a pretty stable job <laughs> it seems like yeah yeah i mean to exist in two worlds the plane becomes thin get to ride a horse all the time like a pretty, pretty yeah sometimes a flying horse sometimes a flying horse yeah. you get a cool crown i'm sorry for calling it a flying horse it's okay <laughs> it's okay well yeah well who am i frodo yeah you're frodo oh fantastic because you know you you're you're carrying the show all the time yes, and sometimes the burden of the show is it, mine sometimes it's it weighs you down yeah and yep. I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you sometimes. Yay! Yeah, yeah we on the back. That's a that's a backy thing. Yeah, on the back. Yeah, big old back hug. Yeah, come on up. Hey, that's what I say. Hey, man, what a great week! I am so excited. Oh. We, uh, I, I'm, in, I'm in that pre-vacation blitz where I'm like, it doesn't matter what I say or do because exactly. I'm leaving tomorrow. Right. So the episode 65 is a small episode because yes. we're recording early because you're leaving. Yes. You're leaving this week to go on vacation. Yeah, it's an episodette. Yeah, and episode-ette. tomorrow not we'll like be... a donut. Yes, exactly. Yes. Like a little mini donut. Teeny don- donut. Um, yeah, we're, we're heading down to the Southland. We're starting a grand circle tour of Southern California, which yes. I'm very excited about, which will include uh, some fun places, some Dana Point. What's the thing you're stuff. looking forward to most? I mean, all other of... than other than time with family, yeah, just being yeah. away. Like, what is there a location? Is there an activity? Is there an event that you're looking forward to most? It's going to be hot, and so yeah. with that said, I'm I, I have not been to the Palm Desert, Palm Springs area since I was a kid. Oh, you're going to Palm Springs just for a night. Woo! It's going to be warm Toasty. when we're there. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that because I, I have family. I had family out there, and I just haven't been there in, in a long time. And, yeah, and I have. I'm very familiar with California. We're we're very traveled across California, but yes. that's a place I've not been in a long time. Yeah, and so I'm just I'm very excited to be somewhere in California that I haven't been in a while. And then we are going to uh, that's Omega a hike Mart. too, by the way. Yeah, we're doing this we're doing this road trip down the coast yeah. across the the middle of California, and then into Las Vegas to go to Omega Mart. Which oh, you are going to Omega Mart? Yeah, me and Kennedy and Penelope are just jazzed out of our minds. Oh, that's exciting about that. And then uh, back into Burbank uh, for an evening, and then home. It'll be a grand circle tour of Southern California. Right. 
California. Circles uh, you got to get on that Patreon and follow along. I'm, I, I yeah, am, you're going to be creating content Yeah, I'm going to bring a camera this time and say hi to Scott Storm. Maybe we'll get him on a FaceTime. Oh, I would time, love that. And we'll figure out how to. So if you want to see the Robins, a little check-in with the Robins trip around California, I'll take you to some, I'll take you to some spots. Awesome. Uh, how was your Father's Day? It was really, really long. Oh, and uh, that's good. Yeah, and and really hot. It is. It was hot. And it ended with uh, a viewing of Luca and oh. some homemade food uh, with with me and the girls. And I think we both. I think all, the the girls and myself. I think we were very. Uh, we were not expecting much from Luca, so we yeah. kind of were like, are we like it's cool that we're all together, we're all on the couch together, we're all hanging out, but like maybe we're not really going to pay attention. It was funny to watch us all sort of like not paying attention to paying attention yes. to then just actually watching the movie together. Oh yeah, and which is on. I haven't had that experience with them in a in a, in a movie that's quote unquote for kids yeah. in a long time. Yeah, especially since uh, you know COVID. We just haven't found that movie. It was awesome. We had a great time. Uh, my Father's Day was great. Yeah. It was uh, it was delightful. Spent a lot of time with the kids, and it was just it was just nice. I mean, it was just really really sweet. Yeah, sweet time fun. with them. Had a great time. We went and did Baskin Robbins. Got some ice cream. Oh, nice. uh, in the evening, which was really nice. I got to tell you, one of the things uh, that uh, I've been waiting to tell oh, you fun. Is, yeah, yeah. is listeners uh, probably don't know, but will know now that uh, our daughters. They correspond regularly with each other. Yes, yeah. Because of this show, uh, our two daughters are now in. They're they're friends. They become yep. text friends and yep. FaceTime friends and that sort of thing. And it was really sweet because uh, my daughter contacted Penelope. Yep. And she was like, "Hey, can we talk? Do you want to talk sometime?" And Penelope very very guarded about Father's Day. She's yeah. like, "I don't think I'm going to be able to talk with you on Sunday because <laughs> we're doing Father's Day all day." And I was like, "Wow, it, Father's Day is a big deal." <laughs> The Robbins household that Penelope can't carve out 15 minutes to <laughs> yeah. just catch up and see what's going on uh, because it's Father's Day. Listen, it's Father's Day. I'm sorry. It was a, yeah. We'll have to. T- she even said, maybe we'll have to talk next week sometime. <laughs> I didn't know. I knew that they There's were talking. There's a tale on Father's Day as well. I'm pretty sure. I, I knew that they were talking. I'm pretty sure I told her it was it was totally fine. She uh, yeah, Apparently not. She I did not feel the freedom to talk. I don't know uh, actually to got that message. When I, hear, when I hear your daughter's name in the context of a conversation, first I mean, Usually first, I'm like, you, you don't need permission. You don't need to check in with me. Uh, sometimes I like to listen because your daughter is very smart and funny for her age. She's incredibly witty. Oh, I just, witty. I love hearing the two of them talk. Yeah. But yeah, that was how we spent uh, spent Friday together. Before we get into the news, I want to say we got a new Patreon supporter this week. Yay! Alexis joined us on our Patreon and joins longtime supporters Gary and Joel. Hey, Gary, Joel, and Alexa. Thank Thanks you for your so support. Much. Alexis. 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 What did I say? Alexa. Now we've just turned on everybody's smart speaker. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, that's. I wonder if that happens in Alexis's household. That's got to be a challenge. You got to change that to like, hey, computer. Yeah, change it to Echo. You can change it to Echo. Oh, hey, or Echo. computer. You can change it to computer as well. Alexis joins us. We thank you so much for being on Patreon. Uh, of course, we do lots of fun, original, goofy content over yeah. on our Patreon. We really, really appreciate those who support us. That Ricky Schroeder, there. that Ricky Schroeder episode's posting tomorrow. Oh, I'm excited. And then, you, and then you get some videos after that. Talking about uh, childhood stars that we uh, admired growing up. Yes. Ricky Schroeder was one of them. I think that's the episode. I believe the title of that episode, of that Patreon episode is NYPD Who? Oh, nice. <laughs> Because of course, Ricky Schroeder and Zach Morris, yeah, both from NY, both on NYPD Blue, which we talked about on our Patreon. Right on. Also, wanted to talk about a review that we received. Oh, we nice. Received a wonderful five star review Yay. from Susanna. Uh, she said, "If the podcast we have concerns and blast points had a baby, it'd be Bob's and Bantha's." 
I discovered it as I was hunting for new Disney podcasts recently, getting ready to plan our next trip west. I subscribed for the solid advice and will stay for Scott and Aaron, who clearly have so much fun doing this podcast. And that's what makes it stand apart from the hundreds of other Disney fan advice podcasts out there. They strike the perfect balance of irreverence and unapologetic love Aww. for all things Disney. Well done, guys. Thank you, Susanna. Thank you, Susanna. Super, super kind review. A very kind and very well-timed review. Well-timed review. It. Yeah. But we also well-timed. Oh, yeah. Because we also received a one-star review this what? week. What? Uh, you told uh, me it was a two-star review. It was a two-star review, and then I double-checked it, and it got turned back down to a one-star Aww. review. All I right. think the person thought, you know what? I think I just gave them a little bit too much love. Let's take it away. Let's take this that's down okay. a little bit. Uh, but that's okay. All right. It's okay. Some uh, To your point, some people are going to love what we say. Some people are not going to love what we say. But I hope that everybody who hears us understands that we're just two guys that love this thing that we call Disney. And uh, and that we, we take a look at it to, from all different types of angles. And we try to express our opinions as intelligently and as thoughtful as possible. We're not trying to get anybody down in the process. But yeah. sometimes we get people down. We apologize if we do. But we won't spend any more time on okay. this. Instead, we got news to get to. Burning up the Yodel charts. Here it is. Coming at you live. It's Yodel in Summertime. <laughs> it's time for news. Oh. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Hey, hey, it's news time. News. Oh, my goodness. News, news, news. Uh, Keeping yeah. it news, news, news. Yeah, it's a rough news week, man. Well, it really was. Like yeah. We talked about now, granted, we're doing the show a little bit early, and yep. so generally we have almost an entire week's news cycle yeah. to discuss a Disney Star Wars news from. or a cherry pick from. Uh, we, so we, we recorded this a little bit early, but yeah, news is a little tight. Yeah, a little uh, tight and a little down. I don't write the news. I mean, I, I technically I do, I'm, but but you're just I don't reporting write the Disneyland news. We're right. just reporting it, and there there was not a lot to pull from this week that was really uplifting. No, uh, Josh Tomorrow, who of course is the chairman of Disney Parks and the most handsome person, uh, he what did he have to say? He this did week? an interview with the L.A. Times, and he talked a little bit about what Disneyland would look like in this post-COVID era. Yeah, and he said, I don't want to say that we're going back to the way it was. But he wants to be really smart about the way they move forward. Okay. And so some of the things he talked about was that the closure, the 15-month closure of Disneyland had the had, gave Disney the opportunity to rethink the way that they do their park operations. And specifically, some of the things that they did for COVID are going to stick around, like the park reservation system. Right. Identifying where you're making a reservation to visit on a particular day. You're going to start off in this particular park. That that's something that's going to be sticking yeah, around for a while. Yeah, they love that. And one of the other things that he mentioned is the annual pass program. He, he he's teased a little bit saying that they're going to be replacing the annual pass program with a, quote, membership program that, in his words, will reflect the behavior of our super fans and that that will be coming relatively soon. So lots of yeah. lots of food for thought here about what Disneyland is going to look like in this new era. It feels like an old part of Disneyland has died. But that death feels very natural. It feels like a very like it lived a long life. What, just, what part is that? That is the sort of show up. And to me, that sounds sounds crazy. You show up in your hotel and you don't have tickets, and you're like, "Well, tomorrow we'll get We're up. Just gonna go there. At Ten. Oh, yeah. go up to the little gazebo kiosk tickety thing Buy and the a Esplanade. Ticket. 
I'll get some tickets and we'll go into Disneyland. Uh, <laughs> it does sound crazy so, when you say it that it way. It sounds so ignorant. It sounds like, yeah. have you been to Disneyland? That's not what you do at yeah, all. I went to Disneyland in 1984, and that's exactly what I did then. Right, yeah. I rode a thing in. I parked in front of the in front of the main gate there. I had a great parking spot. <laughs> yeah, a great took parking me 30 spot. seconds to get from my car to yeah. the ticket booth. And now uh, just this evolution of like, um, it's now a membership program. You need to let us know when you're going to be here, yeah. uh, how long you'd like to stay, where you're going to start, where you plan on parking. Are you part of Parking Plus or do you just have Parking Standard? Parking Standard, you park over there. Parking Plus, you can park over here. You can get on the red car. It takes you, you know, yeah, just right, like it right. feels like a natural evolution of in-app purchases, crowd control. And so, like, I don't know. I just. Well, in some ways, it feels like an evolution of. Evolution. It yeah. feels like an evolution uh, of a change from a local regional amusement park. Yeah. To a worldwide resort destination, yes, definitely right. This all these things that that feel foreign to Disneyland visitors are things that I think a lot of Disney World visitors have grown very accustomed to. They're very used to, and so it feels jarring for for Disneyland visitors totally. because uh, you know Disneyland visitors, SoCal so and California adjacent visitors have gotten very used to the convenience of popping in, popping out at the parks. Yeah, the and regionalness of it, yeah, for sure. And now there's going to be a lot more hoop jumping than there ever has been. And that's a problem. I mean, I think that's a, that's an annoyance. Now, I don't know if that's a problem. That's an annoyance in the same way that's annoyance when you go to Walt Disney World. You have to really think ahead about how you're going to plan right. and, and execute that plan well. Yeah. So it's an annoyance in that way. But if it ultimately serves the goal of having lower crowds and that the the park feels right. more manageable then that's yeah. a worthy trade-off to I me. think I think the second thing you said there the park more manageable is the thing I'm a NorCal kid I didn't grow up going to Walt Disney World yeah. Disneyland was my park and so I used to read news articles and trip planning tips about Walt Disney World and you would read these things of like you got to do this and then you go and log in here and then six months ahead of time you do this <laughs> right. and I'd read these as as a young adult you know with a family and I'd be like Huh? And then it's exhausting, right? Like, yeah, yeah that's how I feel. I'd be like, huh? Yeah. And now, and now you get to a point of uh, an inflection point at Disneyland where you go and you're like, dude, it's it's just so crowded. I can't move. I don't know if we're yeah. gonna get in. Yeah. And and Disneyland says, I can alleviate that anxiety, the crowd anxiety, if you would just let us know when you're coming. And now I'm like, oh, I get right. it now. Right. And so I'm willing to let the the freedom of showing up whenever I want, buying a ticket, popping into Disneyland, and then going and doing some other stuff. Now this is a more formalized, planned vacation uh, because there's just no way, there's no way to deal with the crowds. Yeah, and I think the I think the locals. Uh, will will really not be happy with this, and and right. for a lot of reasons, I understand they're the I, most affected. They're I the think, most by affected it. Yeah. by it. They're the ones who have been have had annual passes for this, some some of them their entire lives, and they're used to using Disneyland as a place to drop in and spend a couple of hours and then leave, yeah. like a mall or a movie theater or totally. a bowling alley or yeah. anything like that. I think where this new Disneyland operational reservation system works is for people like you or I who have to be intentional about driving down and therefore we we are forced to make some sort of trip plan even if that trip plan is hey on Thursday I want to go to Disneyland and so I'm planning on going to Disneyland on Thursday yeah do what do you, I I hadn't really thought about that from from their perspective it is uh, for me it, it's the death of just how I plan a vacation right. but for them it, it's it's a lifestyle thing of I gotta I gotta let them know when I'm gonna be there I gotta check the blackout dates I don't know what this membership program is gonna be like well so. that's a, that'll be the interesting thing this membership program and how that how that changes from an annual annual pass of I can get in depending on what I pay I can get in yeah, you know it sounds very much like a monthly it sounds very much like 
This sounds like a couple hundred dollars a month. How many times I do know. you go on a I'm month? I'm curious to know what that means. It's good. It's going to be gate lock. It's going to be date lock, gate lock, time locked, schedule locked, plus a monthly fee of some some amount of money. The lack of details about this membership program, I think, have got a lot of people nervous uh-huh. because there is this desire for annual pass holders to have something to replace their annual pass holder uh, you know, system with. And now we know that there's a, it's called a membership program. Yeah. And, you know, membership programs in my mind, uh, they go, they run the gamut. They right. run the gamut from, I'm a member of Netflix. I have a membership to Netflix to Which is Costco. pretty much all you can consume and you can share your password with your friends. So I'd say as a membership goes, Netflix is pretty open. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And that's pretty good membership. You have your membership to a racket club, tennis club, health club. That allows you access to these things for a certain fee whenever you want. Yeah. And then there are timeshare memberships. Of, right. This is the window that you get that's to a do good, this that's a, that's a really good analogy. I was wondering where you were going to go for the other side of it. The Netflix share one. Come all watch as much as you want, as often as you want, to the sort of like you're a member in that you have the opportunity to schedule something. Right. And pay for it. Any one of those things could be this membership program. If I had to lay my bets down, I'd say it's probably closer to a timeshare. I would say it's definitely closer to a timeshare. You're you're paying for the re- you're paying for the right to either reserve points that allow you to redeem experiences, or you're paying for a set number of those experiences. Uh, there's no I, maybe at some price point there's going to be some sort of like all you can eat Disneyland. Sure, but I don't know. It'll be curious to Fun. see what this results in. And it'll be even more interesting to see how people react to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially the SoCal SoCal fans. Yeah. I'll be very curious to see how they react to it. You have a- What do I got? You've got a news bite. Oh, yeah? And I believe it involves some sort of delicious vegetable. Yeah. Uh, well, you're going to have to- I'll tell I'm you- done with my news. Really? This oh, is, we got, this a lot, is we got a lot more, we to, got talk more to talk about. We got more to talk about, though. Um, so you, I don't know this this what this ride is, but over in Walt Disney World, a-, a a person was writing, a, it was called The Land, The Land. The Living Liv- with the Land. Living with the Land, yes. which oh. looks like a very slow-moving. Slow-moving boat ride. Oh, is it a boat ride? Yep, designed by Rolly Crump. All right, compare it to something at Disneyland. Is it like Small World? Is it like uh, Small World? How close to Small World is it? If you had to compare it to Small World, would you say, hey, it's exactly the same, but with vegetables? It's like the storybook canal boats. Okay. But okay. instead of miniatures- just real size. You're fruit. in a greenhouse. Okay. Story and come out yeah, with, with so fruits it, and vegetables. Yeah. Instead of going through Monstro, you go through like a Thanksgiving cornucopia. Okay. And you come out the other side and what do is you know? A, is you this see... a very popular ride at Walt Disney World? Oh, yeah. World? It's very popular. Okay. It used to, actually, it's interesting. It used to, now you've got me thinking about what the analogy here is. Yeah. Because it used to be a tour guide driven boat ride somebody at the front or whatever at the front, pointing stuff out pointing giving stuff you to its yeah so jungle cruise imagine imagine jungle cruise as it originally opened where it was very serious yeah it was not tongue in cheek with but agriculture based but agriculture based okay so that that's what it was but then it shifted and now there is no longer a tour guide there's just a the speaker spiel. there's yeah. a, a, a speaker that is spieling to you as you go through this yeah thing. i think uh man adult aaron with a live with a live person like a horticulturist yeah I think Adult Aaron loves that. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So so did apparently so did uh, so did another guest of the Walt Disney World Resort who was riding that particular ride. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And there's video of it which I've seen. And at one point, uh, you know how you're riding Pirates of the Caribbean and you go through the treasure, the first treasure room after the two drops, then you come around the corner through the bar scene. Yeah. And then there's a treasure room, and it's the first time in that ride where you think, 
I could get out. I could get I off. Could, I could jump off. I could <laughs> easily make it's, that. Yeah, there's nothing stopping me from just getting off and getting myself a piano. Like, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So instead of and a piano. And how many times have you thought, like, I could easily, I could easily get out there. Yeah. And then I just wait for the next boat to come by and I hop, I'll hop back, back on. Hey, guys. Yeah. Just, I want to pick up, just wanted to pick up a few uh, right. doubloons, whatever it is. Galleons. S- galleons. No, is it galleon? I think it's a ship. So, uh, so this, this lady's on, so this lady's on it and, and she sees an opportunity to get out and she gets out and tries to grab herself a cucumber, like leaves the boat, gets in, it gets into the support structure for this cucumber area. I think grabs a genetically modified cucumber, uh, and then tries to get back in the boat, has some issues getting back in the boat. So I believe another guest then also gets off the ride what? and, and helps her. They eventually get back onto the boat. The whole thing's recorded. Uh, and so that's, that's who the is recording this. The, like their I think friends. A, no, I think, I think another person on the boat, there's people in the video giving looks like, can you believe this is happening? Um, which it did happen. And there you go. Tell so you, you what? Yeah. You've I just been watched on that this. video. Yeah. That never happens with the tour guide. Yeah. You got, so you got somebody that's that spieling. That thing doesn't happen. Right. That, that, that Having... only happens because it is unmanned. Right. And, and so you you've been on close. this, uh, you've been on this in its current state. Does that seem at all abnormal like would that be a big deal like if somebody got off on pirates of the caribbean yes it's insane okay <laughs> yes these uh these attractions are not meant to be interactive uh people in that get way really hurt in historically in disney yeah. when you exit the ride vehicle people get that is r- super super hurt yes uh, it had people falling off the uh, people mover track people have yep. been uh, it just it's problematic when yeah. you get off the vehicle don't yeah. don't do it um so this person did it also just be a good person be yeah. a good guest because what this leads to is now you're plexiglassed in yeah. so you can't get out, right? Uh, or or now attractions are designed so that there is no way for you to access yeah, those it's things. Yeah, l- it's the Living Off the Land Star Tours edition. You're in a room, there's a screen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's like, this right. is what it feels like when you pick a cucumber. It's kind of jostly like this. Yeah, that, that, that's what it feels like. Uh, the, the, cu- the cucumber simulation. One of the funnest things in uh, theme park news and the media cycle right now is the joy that Universal Studios social media team has in, in resp- skewering the in people, s- in skewering Disney yeah. and Disneyland. Yeah. Uh, they don't let a story go by without taking a shot at them. What did they have to say? Uh, in this one, they wrote a churro, yes, but a cucumber. <laughs> As in, like, why would you? Why yeah, would you why, get off a ride why, to get a cucumber? Yeah, if it was a land, before, it was a living off the land churro edition. Sure, of that course, we can that, that makes sense. No one's gonna argue with that. But a uh, cucumber. I mean, I love cucumbers. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, right on. Good cucumber? Not get off a boat kind of cucumber, though. It's not going to cause me to get trespassed permanently from Disney. Right. Yeah. I don't think, it seems I, frankly, I don't think any hand treat is worth that. Okay. Like a Monte Certainly Cristo. Not. If the Monte Cristos were growing on growing on trees. Look, I say if Monte, what they need to do is they need to make a tree that grows Monte Cristos that hangs over the boats so, you so that it's encouraged for yeah. you to take them down. It's uh, like Willy yeah. Wonka and the Panini uh, the, the Panini factory. Yeah. I love it. Uh, you ready to talk about another news item? I can't wait. Your first, some of your first uh, real Disney experiences, thoughts and stuff actually came through the Disney store. Yeah, that's right. And the Disney stores are, are going through a tough time. Oh, like they to hear, really are. Oh, yeah, I hear why you think that is, but... Uh, it's just a sign of our times. People moving to online. It's just malls aren't what they used to be. I think Disney came out a while ago to say that they were taking a look at, at leaning into their online commerce, that right. the, their e-commerce, and that maybe this is a result of that. Yeah. Uh, I know that there was a, you know, the the creation of the Disney store is, the creation of the Disney store is actually a really interesting history, too, yeah. about, the, about Disney creating it. And I think Steve Jobs uh, uh, consulted on it at right. one point and and what that experience was like and and of course as we've talked about on the show before 
the Disney store afforded me the opportunity to have a connection to Disney. Definitely. When the parks were several hundreds of miles, yeah. hours and flights away from me. And it was me. the merchandise, but it was really if you just if you looked up in a Disney store and squinted, you'd be like, I'm in Disneyland. This is a gift felt, shop in Disneyland. A little bit, yeah, felt it, a little it, bit it, like it. It had the themed environment that you would expect. It's unfortunate because you don't get the same experience when you're shopping on shopdisney.com. Right. Like it's, it's not that. certainly don't get the same experience going to get an Orange Julia, Orange Julius at the mall. And then you're like, yeah. well, we'll stop by the Disney store and we'll just or get a, a little hit. Or a hot dog on a stick. Yeah. Yeah. Get or a, a little fresh hit of cucumber. Disney. Right. From, uh, what was the name of the fresh cucumber store? It was called Not a Pickle. <laughs> <laughs> it was called Before Pickle. Yeah. It was called Pre-Pickle. Yeah. Pre-Pickle. Uh, and yeah, so you get that fresh cucumber. I loved it. Yeah, then you get them uh, unflavored, water flavored, and then there was like, uh, yeah, I don't remember the other flavors. Melon that they had. flavored, melon flavored a, cucumber, like a slight, slight melon flavor. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep, it was delicious. Yeah. Disney stores closing. That's a bummer. Yeah, it is kind of a bummer. Wait, it's gonna go though. But we got we got to turn this new we got to turn all this new segment around. Let's talk about something fun Let's and exciting. Oh, I don't have anything. Oh, there was an interesting story on Cinema Blend. Okay, talking about. Avengers Campus and how this is the way themed entertainment lands are going to... It's a model for themed entertainment lands for the future. In what way? In that it wasn't locked to a specific time frame. So they they use the example of Tomorrowland, which is a concept, an idea, where many different intellectual properties can fit into it. You can have Buzz Lightyear there. You can have Space Mountain there. Sure. You could have... It's an idea Star of Tomorrowland. It's, idea. it's not Tomorrowland 2021. Correct. Whoa, that's so far in the future. Like it's 2021 now, though. Oh, it doesn't. It's not that cool. Oh, Barely dear. have jetpacks. I mean, we got the water ones. Kind of have electric cars. Like they're hard to get. Like you know, it sounds like a waiting list. Yeah, but look at the look at the the bountiful cucumber stores. We have <laughs> there now. are. Yeah, we never imagined that in the 50s. Right. Yeah. Everybody a uh, cucumber in everybody's hand. Yeah. Agri future. Yeah. Agri-Future. There you go. Uh, so they talk about Tomorrowland being that way versus Galaxy's Edge and the Wizarding World of Harry Potter where it's anchored to a specific time in that, and a specific- In that, in that uh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Right? Yep. And, th- and they said that Avengers Campus manages to take the best of both worlds in that it is a concept uh, around a sp- specific intellectual property, but that it's not tied within a specific time period so that it has flexibility to offer different hero experiences throughout the day, different attraction experiences and show experiences <laughs> that don't have to relate to one another. It sounds like you're saying two things, though. It's it's not related to a specific time period as in a date in time. Right, as in this takes place on the planet of Batu in between this right. movie and this movie. But so, I think the larger comment that you might have to be making there is it, it does not relate to a specific timeline because when it relates, even if it is not a specific time, things happen in those universes where a character would be missing or not missing or have a hand or not have a hand right. or there would be a certain in, in galaxy's edge, for example, born or not born. Yeah. And yeah. so in galaxy's edge, you say like, you know what? A better approach for that land would have been to go time agnostic. It's just kind of star Wars, but it's like, well, what, what, what do the ships look like then? Are they like right. prequel ships? Are yeah. they like, there's very difference there. So you almost have to go like, well, this is a different timeline in Star Wars in which there's a merging of that type. We're going to create our own time period. Man, that uh, sounds even more confusing. It, it is confusing. It? So I don't. I, I agree with the point that that is the future of lands, and I I don't agree with that. Lands as platforms, meaning they are not static things that exist as they were on opening day, but they're open to be built on, changed, moved around, yeah. plussed. Uh, they can respond to IP that's released in the movie theaters. Very hard not to go that direction. Yeah. You want your theme park land to mirror the thing people just saw on TV or in the movie theater. I get that. I don't think it's necessary, first of all. No. But 
I get that that very hard. It's a very hard thing to not do, uh, but I think it becomes problematic from when the movie theater, when the movies have actual events that can't be echoed in there, right. or they have huge right. discrepancies in technology, or, vehicles, and stuff like that. Yeah, or the storyline requires a character to be killed off, right? And that character is incredibly popular, and the theme park wants to monopolize on the popularity of that character by building a. Uh, an attraction based on that character. Yeah. So I totally like, get it. I like it. I think I understand that that's a thing. I would enjoy that as an Imagineer, the idea of being able to endlessly create. But I think it's kind of money. I think it's kind of dope to, uh, to, to, to say this is what this land is. It's this time period, and we're going to lean into that as much as we can. And whatever happens on the outside is fine. We're not going to do that. But when you come to this land, you're, come, you're, you're allowing yourself to time travel to this time period. And so it is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at this point in time. And we're going to develop the heck out of that. In fact, the land itself might create new IP. A movie might yeah, come right. from the land right. versus the land influencing a movie. So I, I, I like both. I like that Jungle Cruise got a movie. Yeah, I think there's another option there, which is uh, you just began to touch on. I think the other option is to create hyper-themed IP attractions as almost mini lands within the land itself. Right, there right? you go. Sure. So that, uh, and I think Indiana Jones does this really, really well. I think the con- I think the tonality, the story experience of the Jungle Cruise and Indiana Jones, that Jungle Cruise introduces the Temple of the Forbidden Eye on Jungle Cruise, and then you can get off of that and then experience Indiana Jones' adventure, it almost becomes this mini-land within Adventureland. Right. And you've used the the analogy of a stream, that each land yeah. uh, it has a river that goes through it and that there are different ports of call yeah. within that land. Yeah. And so I think that there is, I, I think, more than Avengers Campus, which is... Avengers land. Right. If you want to, if you want to experience what it's like to be an Avenger, you can go to this land and experience that. But what if it was a heroes and villains land or something uh-huh. like that? Mm-hmm. And in heroes and villains land, there is a small little subland in there that is Marvel, right? In in the same way that there's a small little subland of Star Wars or whatever you yeah. want to call it, where you can have a there highly thematic story, you know, consistent story within the timeline that's been that's been established in the movies or just outside of the timeline entirely and that the the land itself is the timeline it's right like, exactly this is what yeah. this is what this is and uh, and and maybe that's really what the future of themed entertainment lands are in this obviously fans resonate very deeply with highly thematic lands that r- are reflective of the intellectual property and the characters that they deeply love and that they want to be involved in that world as much as they can. Sure. So as opposed to getting on Peter Pan's flight where your opportunity to be in Neverland really begins when you step on onto the pirate ship mm-hmm. and then by the time you get off, you're out of that. Yeah. Maybe there's more of a scene one uh, experience where you are enveloped in this land for a longer period of time before you actually get onto the attraction so that you feel like you've been in there longer. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I have a question for you on that. I, I mean, I would agree with that on uh, Rise of Resistance is that feels like not an attraction, but like a, a experience in a complex. Yeah. You're in the Rise of the Resistance complex. Once you enter that queue past a certain point, Galaxy's Edge almost fades away and you're in this entirely different 
just mode of thinking. Right. You really are, you're in, in Disneyland separated from the world, in Star Wars Galaxy separated from Disneyland, in Rise of the Resistance separated from Galaxy's Edge even. Right. And, and, and you're really outside of the flow of that land. And you're, is there any reason why you couldn't get out of Rise of the Resistance and then walk on to the Battle for Hoth experience where it's the same type of thing? Right. So now yeah. your land your land is not Batu Galaxy's Edge. Your land is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, then I think the the real the real fun co- questions are that, that main, the thick part of the river, the main walkways, yep. how do you make that make sense? Right. Does that have to right. be a narrative itself or is it nods and is it transition? Is it the do-do-do-do-do-do-do part of a yeah. TV show, yeah. the like dreamy part where you're transitioning? I think that's an easy question. I don't think it's easy to answer. I think it's fun. Fun to think to, about. Fun to think about, yeah. fun to answer that. Um, my other question for you is, there's another where I have like you you just talked about different ways to do themed entertainment in a land attraction you know resort style resort is the macro yep and you work you work down to like an individual scene on a ride at the micro and loves that but do you feel that Disneyland when somebody describes land they should use the word timeless or is that word timeless leaving our culture that we don't look at Avengers Land and we go like that's timeless that will be here for my kids and my kids kids and stuff like that whereas Haunted Mansion feels that way. New Orleans feels yep. that way. Uh, Fantasyland gets rebooted, so there's some leniency with it. Tomorrowland gets rebooted. Main Street certainly feels timeless to me. Yeah. Uh, Frontierland may probably too. But is is timelessness a thing that itself is not timeless? I think timelessness itself is something that can be timeless. I think the current attraction design is not timeless. Right. And I think you know it's interesting to think about this. From the perspective of filmmaking, okay, what are one of the reasons why uh, a movie like, let's say, Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. why that does not feel like it will be timeless, whereas Empire Strikes Back does feel like it's timeless? Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with the digital effects that are in play. There, they right? themselves betray the time in which they were made. Correct. It yeah. feels dated because there's only you can. It's cutting edge now, but it's not cutting edge later. As opposed to using practical effects map paintings, maquettes, puppets, and that sort of thing that give it as much feel, as much uh, real, authentic, lived-in feel as possible. Yeah. That in and of itself makes makes Empire feel more timeless than Attack of the Clones. In the same way, the practical effects that are used in Haunted Mansion, Mm -hmm. the story that's being told in the Haunted Mansion, the fact that you are going through physical sets, you're seeing audio animatronics, maybe with updated effects, but the core elements of that attraction attraction are practical and physical and therefore stand the test of time versus something like Midway Mania or maybe Web Slingers, which I've not been on, a screen-based ride where it's only as good as the technology that is able to project on the screen at that time. Right, there's lots of things that can break the suspension. The Haunted Mansion is timeless because it's a real Haunted Mansion. Right. Real, I mean, yeah. in in the writer's experience, it's got real hallways, real coffins, real dining rooms. So it's, it's really a Haunted Mansion. That's the part that works the best. Toy Story Mania, fantastic ride, but you would even, in someday those rides won't make any noise. They'll be able to eliminate track noise, and that noise, that ride's a little noisy. Mm-hmm. And you still be like, oh, this is a really old ride because, you know, it's all clacky and stuff yeah, like that. Clacking. And the graphics yep. aren't they? It's not, it's not 8K. It, yeah, it's right. only HD. Like yep. all the rides now are like, you know, they're all 8K. And, and my, my brain knows. Yeah. My brain is not tricked into believing there's a ghost there. Or my, yeah. name, my brain, or I should say, my brain is not tricked into believing that that's Jesse and, and Buzz. Yeah. Uh, because I know that that's a screen. 
Whereas my mind is tricked into believing there are ghosts there because there are physical ghosts there. I'm yeah, actually seeing physical ghosts. Because that effect, that effect right. is based in reality and a really good effect. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I just wonder that that would be my concern is um, as lands become platforms for promoting IP, meaning that movies influence the, the theme parks, the theme parks don't necessarily influence the movies. Um, do you lose the timeless quality of Disneyland and does the the loss of timeliness lead to a feeling of disposability and does that feeling of disposability resonate in us that we start to feel disposable and is that not the antithesis of Disneyland which was to create a value proposition in yourself that you are worth this creation so I just I just wonder if we're heading down if, if, if any of that seeps in no I I think they're I think too heavy for a quick havesy episode it does feel a little uh, a little heavy for havesies yeah we promised fun and casual but, but i think you're i think you're again we're talking about attraction design and how, how how do we deal with timelessness of attractions you see a difference between disney historically when it comes to the timelessness of attractions and universal in their and how they view timelessness of attractions yeah. Universal is much more willing to pull out an attraction because yeah. it doesn't resonate with the pop culture anymore. Its technology isn't as good as it used the to be. The side of the hill fell down. That side of the hill fell down. <laughs> any just, number yeah. of reasons. Yeah. There was a giant fire. Right. Uh, any number of reasons for why they they feel why those attractions feel more temporary than a lot of attractions at Disneyland. Yeah. And so I think the more theme parks lean into making hot property attractions yeah. as opposed to wholly new intellectual property creations like Mystic Manor um, or uh, making attractions based on IP that will that will stay timeless, i.e. Radiator Springs Racers. Yeah. Like the more that you are tying attraction design to something that has a natural shelf life to it, the more or the less timeless those things become. Right. And therefore, the less people have a connection to and that thing that they want to share with their kids and their grandkids yeah. and et cetera. And, and have those nostalgic things. What else are we doing on this podcast? You know what we're going to do? What? We're getting out of this news. We're going to yeah. play a couple of fun games. Yay. And then we're getting out. Yeah. So normally you would have some sort of snappy, whippy, fun transition between news and games. Yeah. I'm not the wizard of post-production that you are, so we'll just see what happens. So instead, I'm going to say, it's game time. It's game time. Music. Freeze it, zap it, plus it. Uh, we have not played this game in a long, long time. time. Made a big, made, made a big debut, and then big was, splash. Yeah, and then and was then, and then gone. To the end. And everybody's like, "What happened to that?" I don't know. And we said, "I don't know." We got busy with other stuff. We got busy. We're gonna do it. It's freeze it, zap it, plus it. As a reminder, so why don't you explain this game? Freeze it, zap it, plus it. I don't remember what our what our tagline is, but it's when we uh, we take three I three. Stretch th- my legs out. Yeah, stretch them out there. Freeze it, zap it, plus it, dear bobsled and banthos listeners, is a fun game where we take three things, three th- three things that have something in common from the Disney Disney Company this Disneyland. Distracting, is it? <laughs> that you're pulling your you're stretching those hammies out. Yeah. No, I'm not distracted at all. Okay. What is distracted is when you ask if it's distracting. <laughs> going down. Oh, now it's getting distracting. Oh man. Ah, oh, it feels good. Keep explaining. Get that. <laughs> I'll keep explaining as you keep stretching. 
Um, so we're going to take three things that have some sort of connection to the, some sort of categorical connection to the Disneyland, Disney Star Wars universe, and we're going to play, we're going to freeze one. Yep. Meaning we're just going to lock leave it, it, leave it, it away. It is. Unchained. That's right. We're going to zap one means you got to get rid of it. It's just gone. going away. It's gone. Nobody's going to see it again. Never experience it again. That's right. Uh, and we're going to plus one, meaning like it's going to stay, but it must be changed. Yep. And how are you going to change it? How are you going to change better? it? Freeze it, zap it, plus it. Have these episode edition. We've each uh, got two. Yep, I've each got two rounds. Oh man, what do you want to start with? I'm gonna let you go first. All right, mine. No, my, no, no, no. Yeah. no. Oh, 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 nope, oh, nope, oh, nope, oh, nope, oh, nope. Oh, nope. Yep. Because I just got limbered up. Okay. I'm gonna ask. You're it feeling first. flexible. I'm feeling flexible. Okay, let's do it. And so here I go. I'm gonna go my first one. Yep. Ready? Uh, the theme is mountains. Okay. Freeze it, zap it, plus it. Terrible. The following. Terrible. What a terrible category. These better have DCA in it. You better have included a DCA. Splash Mountain. Okay. Space Mountain. Yep. Big Thunder Mountain. You are a terrible human being. I'm a horrible, horrible person. Oh, what a terrible person you are. You hate me. People are cursing at me in their phones right now. You have to freeze one. Yep. You have to eliminate one, detonate it. Yeah. And you have to improve one. Yeah. Splash Mountain, Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain. You wanted me to give you, you wanted me to say Grizzly River Run. I did. Yeah, I did. No, I did. I'm not I going did to do that because that's is... easy. Yep. So freeze it, freeze it, freeze it. Um... Also gave you a little bit of a social challenge here, a social political yep. challenge with Splash Mountain. Yes. Because now I put you in the position of saying freeze Splash Mountain and then we get more one star reviews. Uh, if I freeze Splash Mountain, uh, which was historically my my youngest daughter's favorite ride in Disneyland, uh, if I if I you know if I freeze it or change it or whatever, that that would mean that I am zapping one of the other two rides, which is unacceptable. That's right. yeah. So I think right off the cuff, uh, Splash Mountain just by age and the part is ha- has to be removed. You're you, getting rid of Splash you, Mountain. Yes, I am because you can't get rid of the other two. You oh my god! Don't pretend like you're offended. I, I am can't offended. Get this rid is of horrible. Big, oh, you can't get rid of Big Thunder and you can't get rid of Space Mountain. I think you get rid of Space Mountain. No, I think you, you could. Cannot I think you could get rid of Space Mountain. Absolutely not. Okay, so you're getting, you're eliminating, you're saying. I don't even want to deal with the political ramifications right. of keeping it, or plussing. It had a good run. It gets wet. People are always, uh, do I want to, do I not? So like, we need a lot of revamping. Beloved Tony Baxter designed attraction. It is a beloved attraction. It's my daughter's favorite attraction. Your daughter's this favorite attraction. Me. This pains me to have to say is it. Is this Kennedy or Penelope? Penelope. Penelope, you're, you're breaking Penelope's heart I right now. I know that I'm doing it, but I'm doing it because she's, I can't get rid of Thunder she's Mountain. A small tear And I can't forming. get rid of, uh, I can't get rid of uh, Space Mountain. Okay, so Splash Mountain is gone. Yeah. Oh. I don't pretend hey, you're making person. me second you guess myself. You said I myself. was an evil person. Yeah, well, you're, you're making me second guess myself. Splash uh, and Thunder, you've got to, I'm sorry, no, uh, Space Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain, you've got to keep one mm-hmm. and you've got to improve one. Yes. Um, so I'm going to keep Thunder Mountain just as it is and I'm going to improve Space Mountain. Yeah, keeping Thunder Mountain sounds right. How do you improve Space Mountain? All right, well, I feel like the Q thing just needs a lot more Everything. work. Yeah, whole, that whole yeah. Q thing yep. from the moment you start up the ramp to the moment you get on on a, on a, one of the rockets, you, a whole thing needs- Yeah, you're right. Just needs massive work. And, and bringing that rise of resistance storytelling into the Q, into the, getting you onboarded with that story uh, a lot earlier, it's a lot of space for a line. Yeah, it really that, is. That, that's it really not, is. not being, I don't know, utilized. And then I think you know the, the appeal of Space Mountain is how much can you do in the dark and still have it- 
be dark. Yep. And so, um, I, you know, I think people would freak out if I changed the track. Uh, but I'm going to see there's got to no, be. I think you got to leave the track. Okay. I think you leave the track the way it is. Leave the track the way it is. Uh, it feels like it's a good length of time, but I feel it like I, I feel like I could go for another 15 seconds. Okay. Um, so the the major changes are going to be in the in really feeling like you're in outer space. So we're going to we're going to do some yeah. work really hiding the track, hiding the lights, hiding that experience, creating zones of travel in there because uh, it feels like you're in. Um, space if space were a big top circus sure. kind of yeah and so we're gonna the best kind of space <laughs> it is yeah big top space yeah. is a comic is a graphic novel scott and i are writing together it'll be, be out great. on hoot and mifflin it's about uh about space circus <laughs> yeah that's great um so i think that's what's going on with space mountain it's, that was a really hard question i know but I you did like it you, you, know, you fared well i don't what know do you give, what do you give me some sort of like uh you want popcorn or no i mean leg? i think th- i think this is hard all right let's hear it Disney uh, freeze it zap it. What's this thing called? It's called freeze it zap it plus. Is it is that the name of the podcast or the segment on the podcast? No, the podcast is called Bob's Amanda. Gotcha. Okay. Disney and Star Wars podcast. <laughs> right. Playing a segment called freeze it zap it. Okay, plus that it. makes a lot more sense yep. to me. Uh, yours is land food. within a land. Land within a land. Yeah. An attraction within a land. Within a land. Here we go. Food edition. Yeah. Freeze it zap it plus it. Churro. Yep. Dole whip. Yep. Turkey leg. All right. I'm gonna tell you which one I'm gonna freeze. Okay. I'm gonna freeze the churro. Okay. Because I just feel like you can't improve churro. Maybe you can. Nope. I'm going back. Wow. I'm going back. Here we go. I'm going to plus the churro. I'm doing soft serve. In the, the churro? Inside. Wow. Yeah, I'm doing soft serve on the inside. A little vanilla bean soft serve? A little vanilla bean soft serve, and you serve it in a dish. Yeah. Or maybe we even come up with some sort of cool holding mechanism. Yeah, you can't put the soft serve in the churro shaft because the churro insta-melts it, and it just turns into a straw. Yes. And then it would so just somehow, drip. Somehow we figure out a way to have soft serve and then the churro almost built around it. This is what we're going to work on. We're going to work on a soft serve that is super cold, Mm -hmm. that maintains its solid consistency as it gets inserted into the churro. Right. And then because of the heat of the churro, it naturally melts into a soft serve consistency. Yeah. So you, you have the warm cinnamony doughy texture of the churro and you're biting into it yeah. into soft serve. It's like a cinnamon pie a la mode. Oh my gosh, like a two minute amazing. window that this thing is is like in prime the prime eating window. Yeah, exactly. I mean if you don't eat this thing within two minutes, it is a mess. But totally. when, but within those for two minutes we'll put a little sign on the cart. Heaven. Yeah. Absolute heaven. Churros being plus. Turkey leg and dole whip. Dole whip keeping it exactly as is. Delicious. You're freezing the Dole Whip. Freezing the Dole Whip. Apropos. And also, a Dole Whip freeze is delicious. Yeah. So I feel like you get it both ways. Because you get because if, if you get rid of the Dole Whip, you get rid of the Dole Whip freeze. And most of the fans of this podcast. And most of the fans of the podcast. Yeah. We're getting, we're one, one star is left and right. Yeah. So I think that means, that leaves me with getting rid of the turkey leg. Turkey leg is gone. Turkey leg is fine. Uh, it's not necessary. I know our friend Chris Bond would disagree with us. Yeah. He lives for the turkey leg. Does it feel lives newer the than, the, than the other Two, I know the churro came about as a having a snack at the Datelight at Disneyland stuff. And that, that size churro, I think, was invented at Disneyland. I could be wrong. Yeah, I, th- I think that I length. I know a churro existed before then. Sure. But I think that. Right. I think that length was invented there. But do, does a turkey to you? I'll just turkey ask leg this. feels classic to me. Does it really? Yeah. No, it I really want to really answer the question. Yeah. History and accuracy aside. Yeah. Because I don't know when any of these things came right. about. Does the does the the turkey leg feel like a? It's been to Disneyland since Walt's day. And I think I only associate that because it seems uh, like 
of those things that I mentioned, dolip churro, turkey, it seems the most spectacle. It's disgusting. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's not the word I was going to use. I was uh, going to use a it, spectacle of food. Yeah. I mean, there's turkey juice everywhere. Uh-huh. It's like, it's way more than anybody should eat. Yeah. It's definitely not a snack. And when that you share it with somebody, meal. it's like, have you, have you licked this part? It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I my know. mouth. Like, my mouth has been on that part. You're just ripping tendons and yeah. things like that. It's, it's just, very, it's not. Yeah. It's not shareable. Yeah, it's way it's too much to for share. an individual person. So I just feel like we can sunset turkey leg. All right, we can. Nice. Yeah, good round. All right, next one. You chose mountains. The last one. Yep. I'm giving you one that maybe is a little bit easier. I hope so. Adventureland. Okay. Freeze it, zap it, plus it. Well, let's hear it. The Enchanted Tiki Room. Don't you dare. Don't... The Indiana Jones Adventure. What, what do you mean easier? And the Jungle Cruise. Wow. You're going to cause a lot of people to hate you. Yeah, no matter what. But not as much hate as I'm sure you have for me right now. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a terrible. It's a terrible. It's a real. It's this is not this is not an easy exercise. Yeah. Nobody said it was easy. I mean, you gave me turkey leg. It was pretty easy. Yeah. I thought you were gonna turn the screws to me. With so I, with, with your choices. Yeah. So that's why I felt like okay, well, I gotta bring yeah, some. I gotta have, bring some heat. You still have one. I do. One one more round yeah. of food left. There's no way to win this question. Right, I, off, right off the bat, I'm going to get rid of Indiana. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. What did you think I was going to get rid of Enchanted Tiki Room? You thought I was going to get rid of Enchanted Tiki Room. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait. Um, yeah. Wow. I'm so you've sorry. You've really turned it on me. You've re- I'm you've, really sorry you've, about you've that. You've turned the mirror on myself yeah, right you now. You get to have an opinion. I mean, you all get to have an opinion. So I think I'm going to go that way. I'm not going to get rid of two. Uh, I'm not going to get rid of, 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 of those attractions. I'm not going to get rid of an opening day attraction, okay, and, and, and a Walt, a Walt beloved attraction. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. You're going to, you're going to keep both of them over what is arguably one of the greatest attractions ever made. It, it is, it, it is, it's definitely the greatest attraction in that area from an entertainment standpoint. Can I, I, I have to have history. I have to have history for a man who yeah. agrees that Tony Baxter is a living patron saint of this episode. 100%. You have managed to eliminate two of his signature attractions. <laughs> it's only because I know I know there's more in there. I know I know there's more coming that you guys will do something with that space. I don't get to participate in that as according to the rules of the agreement laid out <laughs> by Freeze it, Zap it, or Plus it. Uh, but yeah, um, so there's a bunch of different reasons. None of them are good. Uh, Indiana came later. The Indiana property feels less tied to the ethos of Disneyland. Oh man! I'm so sorry. Oh, it's gonna man. be. You're 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 making me so sure. Uh, and so the one I'm keeping the same is gonna be uh, right now the Jungle Cruise because it's got things, and we're gonna plus Tiki Room. Really? How, how are we gonna plus Tiki Room? Uh, I don't drop ride. <laughs> Not a bad idea. You now fly with with the birds. Yeah, let's and... all fly like the birdies do. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I'm going to plus it. I guess I have to give you some things I'm going to plus it with. Just say projection mapping. That's okay, <laughs> I'm going to go with projection mapping, a dining experience uh, in oh, that'd there. That would be good. Actually, it turned it into what it was originally intended to be, which was a dining yes, experience. Yes, yep, there you go. We're going, good. We're, we're returning the Enchanted Tiki Room to the the original vision, expanding, like that. expanding that area. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we don't want to change the animatronic birds, but I feel like we can uh, do some Reduce the clackiness. With, with WD-40. Yeah, and, just something. Uh, and definitely or maybe uh, turn up the volume a little bit. Projection mapping. I think in this projection mapping, the Roof is actually going to come off uh, the attraction. Oh, I like and, that. Yeah, and then there you go. That was a tough one. Ooh, I know, that's tough. I disagree with my own answer. You don't need to disagree with me. I disagree. Yeah, with but me. I do disagree with you. You don't need to because I disagree with myself. I but think I'm it's okay to it. let Tiki Room go. Uh, I'm going to say it. I yeah, think it's a, I love it. Of course. I mean, we did a whole episode on it. Yeah, it's cherished. But in this exercise, I think it's okay to let the Tiki Room go. Okay. 
I think it's okay to let Indiana go. Oh, man. Yeah. Goodness gracious. He's too big for Adventureland. I'm not saying you have to get rid of the Dole Whip cart outside of Tiki Room. Oh, I think Just move it in front of Indiana. Oh, right. Yeah, he needs he needs ice cream in front of his ride. Yeah. Have you been on the world's greatest attraction? Yeah, it has ice cream in front of it now. It's the greatest thing yeah. ever. Also, if go, you, are you going to Disneyland? No, I'm going to Indiana Jones Adventure. Exactly. And I'm staying there all day yep, long. Yep, I'm just riding and eating. Yep. Uh, you don't get tough to Tough answer. Tough answer it was a, for you. It was, yeah, it was a very tough, tough question. Yeah. Uh, you know, you asked me on a different day, I'd give you a different answer. But today- I'm going to ask you again another time. <laughs> have these day. This is this is what you get. Getting rid of Indy. I have to listen Especially to myself. Especially after our last episode. We just did a whole thing about Indy and how amazing it is. It is. is amazing. I just don't think it's as tight. You know, it's like if you asked me if you had to get rid of Star Tours, I'd be I love it. It's a great attraction. Yeah, it doesn't feel like I get rid of Star Tours before I get rid of Indiana Jones. Agreed. That wasn't in my that wasn't in my no, That wasn't part of the freezes Yeah. Oh. All right, are you ready for your uh are you ready for your next one? I am. All right, let's try this. We'll see. We'll see. This won't probably do. I feel like I'm being nice to you, but we're going to try it in. Freeze it, zap it, plus it, food edition part two. Ooh. Both both of my are food, food editions. Freeze it, zapper, or plus it. I feel like I gave you two difficult ones. They were really hard. I'm sorry, man. The Blue yeah. Bayou. Yep. Plaza Inn, Carnation Cafe. Blue Bayou, Plaza, Carnation Cafe. Did I mean to say refreshment corner? Fair. Refreshment corner. We're going with Blue Bayou. Yep. Plaza Inn. Plaza Inn. Refreshment corner. Easy. Okay. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Oh, you have no problem. You're just ready to. I'm ready to rip, roll it. Rip, rip, rip this right off. I'm ready to okay. rip this right off. Blue Bayou stays. Freeze okay. it. Okay. Exquisite. Monte Cristo. Great. Maybe we stop people throwing rolls to people on the boats. Uh, the boats. We don't do that anymore. Okay. Okay. That's that's not it's not fun. Okay. It's not a thing that people do all the time. It's just stop it. How am I going to get my floaters then? It's so gross. <laughs> what do you so mean? So gross. I like my waterfall floaters. Let's change it. Let's bring a loaf of bread onto pirates and throw it at people at, at eating at the Bible. Eating you. the Blue Bayou. Yeah. So they're like, I don't know, Wonder Bread me, and then yeah. boom, here comes a loaf. Yeah. Okay, so Blue Bayou stays the way it is. Exactly the same. Exactly. You're same. not even allowed to change the roll thing, so that's staying too. Did the the people throwing rolls yeah, that you stays? Can't, you can't change anything. Zap it. <laughs> You're done. That's it. Get if rid you of can't it. change the roll. Yeah, no, it. freeze it. Literally means you can't change a thing about it. You're plussing it by removing the roll. You've made this so much harder now. Uh, all right, we're gonna keep blue by you the way it is. Frozen. F- roll throwing and all. Yep. Okay. Uh, we're going to zap Plaza Inn. How could you we're gonna do get rid that? Of it. We're gonna get rid of it. How could you get rid of the Plaza Inn? Because it's because it's just it's fine. It's, well, it's fine not at fine. best. Fine. It's a classic beautiful building that anchors that side of the street. It doesn't, it's it's like hugging Tomorrowland. It's quintessential Disneyland. It's not, I mean, it's fine. I think there's a character breakfast in there now. Yep. Or a character meal. Which it's is literally it's, the, the bookmark for so many memories. For you? Yeah. Not for you? Not for me. Oh, I mean, you're, I you just wiped go. out my chid, my chids, my chids' childhood. Well, listen, I'm sorry, your chids', chids childhood. Chids' childhood. Yeah, I think was the guest yodeler you were getting to. Uh, chids' childhood. <laughs> yeah, chids yeah. Childhood. Yep. Uh, it was. It was. Yeah, that was our episode, guest. Yeah. It was, uh, was our guest uh, yodeler. I'm getting rid of your chids' childhood at the Plaza Inn. <laughs> uh, you got rid of Indiana Jones. <laughs> I know. And I know. Splash it's Mountain. fair. I just wow, okay. Plaza Inn. Uh, but, but I'm I'm plus some refreshment corner. Okay, that makes me happy. That's fun. That makes right? me giddy, giddy as a chid's childhood. I know. I mean, I look at you. Your your chid's childhood is so smiling yeah, right now. I love it's it. From ear corner, to ear, one of my favorite places in the park. I love refreshment corner. Yeah. I love the hot dogs that you can get there. I yeah, love yeah. the simplicity of the food. Yeah. So I want to plus it with more simple foods. Okay. You know, uh, you got the hot dog and chips. 
Um, you've got some mac and cheese. You can do the mac and cheese dog. Yeah. But maybe we add some stuff. Maybe we do a, like a cheesesteak. Maybe we, oh. we serve cheesesteaks there. Yeah. Really good roll. Okay. Like uh, with, with cheese whiz. And uh, and onions, you know, you get you do like it. I think that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do steaks and dogs. It's All right, be a steaks and dogs place, and and uh, we get some really good. We get rid of those lays. Okay, we bring in some yes. kettle chips. Good, some solid kettle chips or let's some, just make them there. Can we just make the? It's Disneyland. Yeah, yes, can we're we make the kettle, kettle chips? chips? There? That's what we're doing. If the tortilla tortilla place in uh, California Venture can uh-huh. make the tortillas, we're making some amazing kettle chips. And those kettle chips are going to be different specialty flavors as well. Right, like kettle corn flavored kettle chips. Yeah. Could you imagine a sweet and salty potato yes, chip? Yes, exactly. Or maybe we're doing some sort of uh, Cajun spice seasoning uh-huh. on those kettle chips. Yeah, I and, like that. And and then uh, and you get the, the hot dog. Churro, or the, churro, churro kettle chip. A, cur- a churro kettle chip. It's like chip. a dessert potato it's like a, chip. It's a dessert potato chip. There you go. And we're going to, maybe we're, we're going to figure out how to do some balcony seating. Oh wow! So that uh, you can you can sit up above. Boy, that would be amazing. Uh, and outside, so f- you can be, be there for fireworks. You can <laughs> watch the parades from there. You can just experience Kiska Night on the balcony of uh, above Main Street. Main Street? At, at wow, that would court. be unprecedented. That there sounds like a, well, I was going to make a. That was sounds like an award for a, a vaccinated. That sounds like a vax for the win award. That sounds like a vax for. That sounds like a California Dream Vacation award. That does. That's right. Right on. Maybe you can get that. Remember when they did the Dream Suite at Disneyland? I do remember when they did the yeah. dream suite at Disneyland. To, was it? it? It was in New Orleans Square, I think. Oh, uh, that's right. It was it, above uh, Pirates, right? Yeah, in the the Roy and Walt gated, uh, iron gated sort of area there. Yeah. And I don't know. They wrote some news articles on people that got it when it was all done, and they said like, "It turns out it's kind of noisy at Disneyland at night. Yeah. A lot, a lot of construction, a lot of, a lot of, construction. A lot of trucks moving uh, in and out. Show lights are are, yeah. are off, and the work lights are on. Less of a dream suite, more of like a working harbor. They did that in Cinderella's castle in oh, Walt Disney wow. World. They like to have the Cinderella suite that you could stay up at the top of the castle turned yeah. into like a one bedroom suite. Um, but I feel like you're, I feel like you're almost Rapunzel in that situation. You're yeah, like a prisoner in your own castle until the uh, sun comes up. I also feel you like leave. you're not allowed to leave. That's once, what I'm saying. Once they check, yeah. Like, oh, that's what you're saying. In, yeah, you're like yeah. You, you can't you can't get out until we until we until come it opens get you. tomorrow. Park opens. You're okay. Yeah, park opens you at eight. Anything. Here's the phone. You can call us. We'll get you whatever you want. Yeah. You can look out and see. You may all not the, leave. You know, Are we clear leave. on that part of it? Because it's kind of the most important part of you this thing. You see this line? This yeah. line that uh, Tinkerbell goes down. You yeah. can't use that either. Right. Okay. Yeah. There is no escape from this. So you're definitely our guest, but we're also saying you may not leave. I mean, and you could call that a guest, or you could call it another word. It doesn't matter. Uh, we yeah. have we have lots of guests in our in our local penitentiaries. <laughs> right, exactly. Freeze it, zap it, plus it. That's been how much fun. It, zap it, plus it. And that um, has also been episode sixty five. Sure has. Thanks everybody for listening. Hey, before we get out of yeah. the show, all right, we got an email. Before we get out of the show, before we get into the show, before we get into the outro. Oh, okay. Yeah. Before we get into the outro, yeah, uh, we, got? we've got an email. I love emails. I love emails too. We Yay. might put our emails theme song in here right now. We'll see. See if you can find it. Or not. I'm okay. doing the post uh, <laughs> for right. the show. Dream Builder Lauren is one of yes. our followers on Instagram. Right. Uh, she has shown us great support and she wrote us, she sent us a DM over on Instagram. She said, Hey, Scott and Aaron, I'm listening to the latest episode right now. Mm-hmm. Scott, I know you were apprehensive about taking your kids with the mask mandate. When I was there this weekend, 95% of all the kids weren't wearing a mask at all. And I never saw the masking indoors enforced for either adults or kids. Just an FYI, it feels pretty much like pre-COVID Disneyland, except with limitations in dining areas and mobile ordering, which can be a headache. Big tip, 
bring snacks for your kids. Find a quick snack. Finding a quick snack can be challenging. So that was a really nice email. Yeah. A lot of information both for us and for our listeners. So thank you so much, Lauren, for sending that in and clarifying yeah. that like uh, maybe the uh, maybe the sky is falling concern that I had about my kids uh, having to wear a mask in Disneyland. Maybe that's not really being uh, enforced very much. Yeah, I think. Well, first, I, I appreciate anytime somebody gives uh, inside inside the park news. This yeah. is what I saw. This is what you guys are concerned about. Here's how that's actually playing out. So I love when people take time to just let us know what's going on. Same here. Uh, secondly, yeah, I don't. I don't. I. You know, you can only go by what is said to be the rules. Yeah. And then you kind of get there and figure out what the practicality of those rules are. Yeah. So I'm curious if we have more listeners who are going to the parks to Disneyland and they're seeing sort of like this is the way it's being walked out. Please email us and let us know. I would really love to know. Because we got to get Scott to Disneyland. Because we got to get me to Disneyland. Yeah. And, uh, and and if I know, okay, if I'm going, my kids don't have to be in masks. That means I'm going a lot earlier. Yeah. I was planning otherwise. So please email us podcast at bobsandbanthas.com. We'd love to hear your on the ground experiences of what it's like to be in the park. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We love making this show, and we sure hope you've enjoyed listening to it. This has been Bob's and Banthas, and we release every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts. We can also be heard on the Magic of the Mouse radio every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Check out Magic of the Mouse radio for the best Disney music and podcasts 24-7 by visiting wdisb.com, or you can just go bobsandbanthas forward slash radio. Please be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, and we would love it if you left us a review, preferably a five-star review. Five-star reviews work for me. You, Aaron says, listen to your tongue heart, listen yeah. to whatever your uh, leave whatever, whatever your stars tongue heart you tells you. That's the number of stars you leave. I think your tongue heart should tell you five. I don't know. I, don't, I can't speak for somebody else's tongue heart. Um, but we would absolutely love to know what you think about the show, good and bad. Yeah. We are happy to hear what you think about the show. It helps other people find out about it, and we really, really appreciate your feedback. So please do that by leaving us a review over on Apple Podcasts. And it lets us know what we should change, but probably won't. Just the way it is. Just a podcast. We're having. We're, we're just we're speaking just from our hearts. We're, we're just, just speaking from our hearts. Just having some lols. That's yeah. all we're doing is some lolling it up. Is you that can, laughing out louds? That's what it is. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. You can visit us at bobsisandbanthas.com. You can email us, podcast at bobsisandbanthas.com. Support us over on Patreon. You can wear us over on TeePublic, and you can join the other Bantha tiers on Instagram for all the fun we have over there. We're Yay. at Bob's and Banthas. Until next week, he's been Aaron. See you later, Indiana Jones. I'm so sorry. And I've been Scott. <laughs> and we've been Bob's and Banthas. Aaron's going on vacation. Yay. I'll see you on the Patreon, guys. Have a safe trip. Bye. See ya. Just thinking, uh, Scott Storm, that if we wanted to take this podcast in the My Two Dads route, uh, My Two Babs. My Two Babs. Oh, right. Bob, Bob says and Banthas. Yeah, My yeah. Two Babs would be the name of our we My should, Two Dads podcast. We should like um, reshoot the introduction to My Two Dads as My Two Babs with us. Yeah, with us. I love it. Uh, and then I don't know who the daughter, like I don't know who plays the daughter or what the role of the daughter is in yeah. My Two Babs. Maybe it's a one-star review. It's like congratulations. A, it's, like it's a, a one-star review because that, that's how like she that started. is our daughter is a yeah. one. It's like it's just a star. Yeah, it's just a star. It's just a one star. Yeah, and we're just trying to raise it as best as we can. Is that your kid? Yeah, crazy mixed-up world. Yep, that's. Yeah.
Which one of you is the dad? Oh, we both kind of own it. We own that review. I mean, we one, don't want to know. We don't know. I mean, one on one episode, it was Scott's fault, and on the other episode, it was probably my fault. We have this judge that lives above us, and she's the one that said that we're not allowed to see what the results of the Turing test are. This is better because we need to learn how to live together with this one star review. <laughs> That's right. We need to <laughs> we need to learn how to exist. With we don't know who's review. to blame. We both push it too far sometimes. <laughs> Synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done.